Welcome to Double Dose of Raw Talk Podcast, your weekly dose of many discussions and opinions, a show where we get comfortable being uncomfortable. And remember, no topic is off limits. Now let's talk about it. I was like, rolling up the carpet. <laughs> I was like, wait, it's cool. I know. Isn't it cute? I love yeah. it. It's so amazing. All right. Well, this is going to be, I could already feel it. This is going to be a very... <laughs> contagious smiling laughter type of an episode but like all the way raw and like so transparent i'm so excited all right but welcome back guys to another week and another episode on double dose of raw talk podcast i am your host miss d and today i just realized your name is also with a d wow it's double d copy okay yeah yeah this is this is on some real double dose (laughs) but we have a guest today and for those of you who are tuning in and you probably came to listen because y'all follow this guest you just already know it's like the laugh right and and maybe some of y'all just saw it on my page you're like oh i know who that is copy this is great so what's funny is let's see two episodes ago i had fellow podcasters on this platform they're Mm -hmm. called red cup confidential rcc Mm -hmm. pod they're out in philly so this is like a moment because that is so funny (laughs) we know we know what's going on but i just again like that i can't tell you how much great memories i have out there with some of my dopest friends too and these two rcc pod rima and court they have been god sent to me so it's even great to have been able to also follow you, my wonderful guest. I usually do the introductions, but recently I like to turn it right over to have the introduction to the guests themselves. Uh, so will my guest please do the honor of introducing yourself to my listeners. You don't want me to do an introduction because I was just saying I'm loud, Alfred, and for the culture. We're going to keep it like that. That's all. We have a little bit of ambition, you know, sprinkled on top. <laughs> a little razzle-dazzle. <laughs> a little bit, like a little top band. Just a, just a little, a little dabble. <laughs> so let me guess know who you are and what what do, what do you encompass when it comes to life? Uh, my, my name is Delilah D. And look, I just love life. You know, again, like it's something I don't take for granted at all. Like, and it's just. Every day I wake up alive on above ground. Like, I'm just excited, you know, just to have another shot at life. Um, You know, it's, you know, just knowing what my existence means to be here today. Just knowing what what it means for not just, like, myself, but for my family. You know, just honoring my ancestors and just thinking about my future legacy just coming up behind me. Just knowing... Just knowing all of that is just, I, you know, I love life. <laughs> Absolutely. And this is exactly how she starts her mornings on her IG stories on how much she loves life. Yeah. So I started following Delilah um, on social media. Of course, I was supposed to get a chance to meet her in person when she came here a couple of months ago, but I was very, very not well. So it was my son and, you know, COVID is a thing. So we totally stood away. It's wonderful to have you here. Delilah, you have evolved in 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 a space um industry wise so if you could give us a little bit of background too of what does that look like for delilah you know a quick beginning middle and end but the end shall still continue i know <laughs> it's still going you know it's so funny because like even when people ask me it's like so what exactly do you do and if you notice i even updated my profile my bio i'm like i do a lot like that's, a lot. that's- <laughs> I very like don't put me in a box you know again we only have one shot of life I'm gonna you know dibble and dabble and just like any and everything to see what I like what I don't like but just know like I'm you know I'm just doing stuff that I love but 
just kind of overall, just overall, I don't know, the explanation of what I do. I do work in media and events and entertainment, but I also do work in the startup and fitness space as well. So, um, you know, with my own company with Shift World, like, you know, we are a digital content events agency. And, you know, we also have an e-commerce platform that's affiliated with that, too. And everything we do is just to inspire the black and brown community um, to become the best versions of themselves. So, like, you know, the whole concept is, like, it doesn't matter where you start off in life. It doesn't matter what your beginning story is. Like, you have complete control, you know, to change all of that around. Um, You know, we just want to, everything that we do is just, like, the whole message of, of, Having people change from dreamers into doers. You know, we have a lot of dreamers in our community. We have a lot of dreamers and, you know, that's great. But it's just like, you know, like we're here, like we have to take action. We have to actually do what we want to do. And then also I do oversee, um, you know, I do, do oversee the marketing operations for Queen Warriors, which is the number one online fitness program for women. And, you know, I'm definitely thankful and love that I get to like work with my friends that are basically like family and, you know, just seeing how that has been able to evolve and just like being, you know, just an important member of the leadership team and just kind of running this crazy platform that literally started during the pandemic on IG Live workouts and is now the number one live online fitness program for women with over 30,000 members in 70 plus yeah. countries. So, yeah. you know, it's running it. So, you know, black and brown I'm, people running it. So I'm not going to lie. I just want to give a quick shout out to Queens Warriors because I tried that shit for one week and good Lord, I nearly died. <laughs> oh my God. I just, I want to put that shit out there. My oh, best friend, Nicole, God. swears, and so does my best friend, Tina. The, them bitches was like, nah, we doing this. And I tried it for a whole week, and I was like, <laughs> oh, my God. But I realized in that moment that I, I definitely worked best um, person to person, like, in, in like, in yeah, face of course. to face. So of course. I went back to working with my personal trainer. But yeah, why Queens Warriors came through during that pandemic? <laughs> and, <laughs> you die. Like, it feels like it. I mean, you you make it to the next workout, but it feels you like really it for sure. take pride and just, like, not just our workouts, but just our coaches. Like our coaches are mm-hmm. fucking incredible. Like, yeah, you know we have you know just the diverse set of coaches that we have who come from all different backgrounds, and they just show up there for our community. Like you know, it's just something how myself yeah. and just even Fabiana we operate. Like you know, like sisterhood is everything to us, and it's not. Mm-hmm. This is even before Queen Warriors was a thing, or before what you know whatever we run has been a thing. Like it's just always something that's been embedded with in between the both of us. So it's just like you know to be able to see like we're able to build something. Like this mm-hmm. is something so core and it's just I mean just it just means so much to us um and yeah I just created sisterhood like in a global sisterhood but yeah. and our coaches they show up they're like they're they're your girls like they're like they're gonna be like yeah doing the workouts with you but in between they're talking about when their son was like couldn't go to sleep until like 3 a.m. Yeah. and then show up for 7 a.m. workout. Like, they're just chit chatting with the girls because it's a live component. They get to interact with the people who's working out with them. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's like working out with your best friend. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And and just for the record, I just want to make this clear. When, when Delilah says this was even be, before like COVID, and you've been working on this, this. I, I want to say it's really a passion of yours of, of the sisterhood. It's, it's mm-hmm. something you're very passionate about. Um, there was an event that you, that you had previously curated and I was trying to attend recently. Yeah. Um, and I think you're planning another one. Is it? <laughs> that's what, is that's what you're doing? Well, yeah. So I do also have, um, just like a brand initiative that's called mm-hmm. Mind of the Hustle. And it's literally just, again, I, I, I'm so thankful that I have an amazing group of women by my side. 
You know, I, I feel like, you know, especially we kind of grow up in an era where like a lot of girls are like, my circle's small or I like to be the lone wolf type or mm-hmm. I don't need anyone type thing. Like, nah, like my circle is big. Like, I love okay. people. Yeah. I love like, you know, there's just so much power when women come together and come together in a genuine way, like not coming together just to like, you know, kind of use each other for whatever reason or or just try to like, I don't know, like elevate. Or, and I don't know, just like with just coming together without any, without any just like, Oh my god! Well, I don't know why I'm having a brain fart right now. Why <laughs> any other motives behind it? Yeah, so yeah, you know, with me again, it's something that I don't take lightly at all. You know, I owe a lot of who I am and the person I am because of the incredible women that are that I surround myself with. And I know, especially within our community, it's just like it's always like it's, it's competitive. It's kind of like you know, only one person wants to be on top, or you know, they just don't want to. You always hear like, uh, I don't like being around girls. Uh, like girls are just too drama or, or too catty or whatever. Like no, mm-hmm. like. You need to like break that stigma and just like, you know, get rid of like that whole mindset. And it's just like, you know, I feel like, you know, basically like you are what you what you're attracting. You feel like that's always what you're attracting. Like, how are you as a friend? How are you as mm-hmm. a person? And and so I don't know, like with me, I, I have so many women from so different so many different parts of my life. As I mentioned earlier, you can't put me in a box. I do a lot. So I have girls in the entertainment industry, there's my friends. I have girls is in the startup industry. There's my friends. I have girls, girlfriends from college, girlfriends from high school, yeah. like girlfriends from the creative space or music space. So it's just I have, you know, a significant amount of a woman beside um uh, by my side. But it's it's always like how do I make time for everyone? <laughs> type mm-hmm. of thing. This is kind of like a cheat code for me. Like, hey, how about we just all meet up in one place and just connect with one another? Yeah. Yeah, you know, it, it just started off with like, oh, let's just meet up for a photo shoot because girls love photos. Like, you love, you know. <laughs> we do. But yeah, let's just, let's just meet up in this random location and do a photo shoot. And then we just kind of introduce each other, you know, you know, share what their background is and, you know, share their stories. And then, you know, I did another event in New York. It was another Madison Hustle. So, mm-hmm. you know, brought out some girls from New York there. Did another one in Philly. And then um, we were supposed to do another one in New York with Rosa. Mm-hmm. Um, but that ended up, this was right when the pandemic started. So it was like, we were going back and forth and we had to cancel it because everything was shutting down. And then there's just like a random meetup. Like this wasn't even planned at all. So at Rosa's new bar, yeah. uh, a, re- a restaurant, um, it was literally like, I knew I was going to be in New York for that weekend anyway um, with my best friend because we were uh, we were going to watch a Broadway show. So it was like, let's just make it a weekend out of it. And then I literally like like 48 hours before, I was like, hey, Rosa, like what if I get a couple girls to come over? You know, I haven't had a Madison Hustle um, meetup since before the pandemic. She was like, okay. So I literally just posted in my store. Like I didn't promote it on my feed. I didn't promote it anywhere else. Didn't do an email blast or anything. I was like, yo, if you're free Saturday, come through. Like yeah. let's have brunch, like type of thing. Yeah. So, you know, we had girls that showed up and it was nice. Like it was just like, you know, it was talk and dance and laugh got drunk and just mm-hmm. kind of like I, I don't know it's just oh my god I just love being a wrong woman you know it's yeah. just beautiful no no I, I listen I hear you 100% and one of the things that I love about that and and let me be very transparent on this I you know I it's not just a pandemic thing I realized that with time mm-hmm. there have been certain quote-unquote friends that have for X, Y, and Z reasons, no longer been a friend of mine or have exited mm-hmm. in my life. But I will say this, I think it's very significant to one of the things we're going to talk about. And one of the things that 
I take from these events that I see you and very select few successfully Mm. curate and coordinate and create, right? It is very important to sometimes be able to take valuable partnerships and valuable friendships Mm. and valuable lessons, even from people you've never met a day in your life, because it's, I don't believe it's ever a guarantee with all those friends from all those many years. Now, don't get me wrong. I have amazing friends from many years ago. And that's a beautiful thing. Yeah. But as people change and as people grow, it's very difficult for people to sustain that. It's very, Mm -hmm. very hard. Um, And it's also been a life lesson to me to be able to learn and to realize what is more fitting for me of where I mm-hmm. am in life today? Does this person really serve me uh, mm-hmm. like they did a couple of years ago or a couple of months ago? Yeah. And so it, it's it's rewarding to be able to have spaces where we're able to go in. I don't know anyone. They don't know me, but I'm getting to know them because mm-hmm. this could be something greater. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, I think it, it's really important to stress the fact that you can't be entitled to anyone. You know, a lot of it, you know, it, 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 when you, when you're friends with someone for years or you may have showed up to some, or showed up for someone in some way type of form, you, a lot of people, you feel entitled to someone's friendship. And, you know, just want to point out, like you said, like people, they, they grow up, not necessarily they grow up where, you know, they, they end up being interested in different things or life just takes its toll on them or they just like, maybe just, you just separate and you need to understand and something that I've like acknowledged myself. And, you know, this is why like, I'm just so grateful for every current relationship that I have. Cause you know, maybe tomorrow I'm just not going to be friends with them um, anymore for whatever reason, but that is okay. They serve their purpose that they needed to in my life during that current time frame. So it's just, you have to really look at just not friendships, but relationships in general. And mm. I, I know I've read this somewhere. I forgot from where, and this metaphor just really like stuck out to me, but you have to look at your life journey, the people in your life as if you're stepping into a train. So when you're at the platform, you're going to have people that's going to step into that train with you. You guys are jumping on together. But as you're going to your destination, some people are going to start getting off on other stops. Doesn't mean your journey stops. Like you can still continue. And then you have new people that's going to be coming in on the train. So it's just like they're going further with the destination with you too. Not everyone that hopped on the train that's starting that platform is going to go with you to your whatever your final destination is, but that's okay. They have their own lives and their own stops and whatever that they need to do. So when you stop feeling so entitled to people and just appreciate whatever it is that you know, you've experienced with them, appreciate, you know, just like sharing a space with them in that current moment. And just know, like, again, like, you know, everyone has their own individual paths and journey. As long as you know, 100%, you have showed up as a friend, as a person, a mother, a sister, whatever, you know, you've done everything, your capability. And then for whatever reason, the friendship doesn't work out, the partnership doesn't work out, whatever, you can carve out of whatever five minutes, but just keep going. Like, it's okay, you know, just honor whatever you know whatever purpose they served in their life but it doesn't mean they're not guaranteed to like get off on the you know the final stop with you so Mm -hmm. it's just like you know you don't want to be just like you know you don't want to be on this train and you're just looking at everyone getting off and then you're not appreciating those other people that's on the train with you because you can create more memories you can create more you know beautiful experiences more incredible partnerships so it's just like you have to kind of look at life and relationships like that you know, you're not, not everyone is going to make it to the end stop with you and that's okay. But that doesn't mean you have to like be upset, cry or, or whatever. Like, you right. know what? They're, they're part of, for whatever reason, you know, God said it was no longer their time to be part of my life anymore. And that's a wish them the best, you yep. know, wish them, you know, nothing but genuine happiness and, you know, fulfillment, whatever in their lives. But, you know, just, you know, just got to keep moving with yours. You have to go to another stop. Mm. 
you know, Zion didn't come to play today. I didn't want to say that. <laughs> she did not come to play today. And <laughs> she may have just given me the title of this episode, but um, oh, it up. <laughs> oh yeah, no, you're absolutely right. And I, and I co-signed the. Don't be mad about it. You you yeah. embrace it. You accept it as it is, and you keep it moving. Uh, one thing about me, I I don't I don't dwell when people uh, adjust their life. I want to say to to mm-hmm. where they are today, whether that includes me or doesn't. You just don't mm-hmm. take offense to it. You, yeah. you have to embrace it and accept it for what it is. Yeah. Uh, I want to jump right into the raw mess of the week, and that's our first segment. And this is usually something that sometimes we see on social media, the news maybe, and, and of course it's a little messy. But the <laughs> aspect of me making choosing this today on, on a messy note is not so much for what the obvious is, but because of something that kind of uh, set in with me a little bit and, and the empathetic Daisy, uh, you know, she's been like kind of like flourishing a lot mm-hmm. recently. Um, I feel some type of way. So let me dive right in. Over a year ago, uh, you know, and, and I tend to bring them up a lot because, you know what, the truth is they're in social media, they're in the public eye. But recently, you know, we've seen a lot of them lately. I am someone who... Let me be very transparent. I'm not by no means a fan for a moment of the Kardashians. I am not. <laughs> very tough for me to be like a fan. However, yeah. I can respect hustle. I can respect, I, I respect certain, you know, certain things. I could give you a whole list of people I'm not a fan of, but I respect their story. I respect the hustle. I respect yeah. the things that they do because you got to give it respect. If it's respectable, mm-hmm. you got to give it respect, right? I, a long time ago, I, and allow me to make this like an official public to all my listenership here. I, a long time ago, when Kanye was having his meltdown, I, at one point did say on a platform, which was mine, of course, I believe it was on an IG live at some point that I kind of did hold Kim a bit responsible for that too. Not just him. Mm. Right. And mm. not getting help and whatnot, because I have this idea in my mind of what partnership looks like in a relationship. And as I see everything that's unfolded now, and as I see everything that she's gone through with him and all this, just what feels like harassment at this point, you're harassing the mother of your children with all these things about my kids this and my kids that and posting things and all that. I, as someone who has gone through divorce and separation and having to go to court for custody, that's a disgusting feeling. And so I do want to, not that Kim Kardashian is going to listen to this, but I'll apologize because as a woman, I now know exactly how she feels because I lived that. And so that is fucked up. And, and, and to a certain extent, I now have to even look at it as, as a observer, as a spectator, right. As someone who tunes into the show, mm, nah, this was really on him too. Like I, it, mm-hmm. it was not fair to make her not even 50% responsible to a lot of the shit that went through prior to this. Right. Uh, so let me put that out there. Now, one of the things that recently happened, um, the Kardashians have returned for a season two and, you know, social media is going to be social media and they're going to post all these like 30 second clips of what's going to come. Right. I already knew everything that was happening with Khloe Kardashian, but there was something and I want to call it messy because as a woman, I put myself in those shoes. I mm-hmm. don't like to incriminate people, but there's certain things I have shared on my platform. I know what it's like to have a partner of yours have a child on you outside of your relationship. Mm. I know what that's like. And it's very heartbreaking and it's very hurtful. And one of the things that that was shared, that she shared very vulnerably, and I don't think it was acting. I don't think it was because of the show. I think she really meant it. And she said, I've been hiding this and I've been holding this inside because everyone on social media is so mean. Mm. 
And that just kind of stayed with me because of all her choices, because of being in the public eye, because of all of this, I, I just kind of stayed with me. And I said to myself, damn, how messy is that, right? That even as a celebrity, all this money in the world, right? None of that can ever guarantee you that society is still not going to judge you for your choices and not make you feel like shit. If you look stupid yet again or embarrassed yet again because of your choices and you're being attacked, right? And just a full circle on this entitlement that you're talking about. And I love that you brought that up because it just full circles that, you know, when did us as a society have this entitlement to not just comment on a public figure's life, but then harass them and slide into the DMs and write horrific things and say horrible things. Mm -hmm. And the fact that it, it is proven that it's women doing it to women. And I just found that to be so messy, but so raw that it's kind of, it just feels like an ongoing cycle sometimes. I wanted to know a little bit of your thoughts on this. If you've heard of what that season two is going to look like, but just in general, the, the idea of the women not supporting women and, and mm -hmm. these attacks that still happen in society today. Yeah. I haven't seen any um, previews or anything for it personally, but I, I know because this is regarded... This is about the, the Snapchat girl or something, right? Yeah, yeah. And he was like, um, messaging, I do remember when that was in the headlines. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, it sucks. It, yeah. it, it sucks because, like, when you're a celebrity and when you're in a public eye, especially, like, them, you know, everyone is constantly judging your every single move. Mm -hmm. And the thing is, you have to realize, like, all of us are humans. And some of us are not going to make great decisions. But, like, mm -hmm. you know, you hopefully learn from them. Chloe, I'm not sure she necessarily learned from them because she's so in the same predicament. But, you know, from what I know, from what I see, like, this woman just operates out of love. You know, some people may call it stupidity, but, like, mm -hmm. she just operates out of love. And I feel like she really, really tried to make this work with this guy. But it's unfortunate. But, like, she's not the only woman that has done that. Right. She's not the only woman who has been has been done wrong not on just one occasion multiple occasions but they still show up for that partner because they want to be the reason why they change they want to be the reason why you know they just gave everything all up or you know them fall madly deeply in love with them and it's just like you know everyone like they just want to be that woman that cause that one guy to change and it's just right. But you don't realize how much you're hurting yourself mentally and emotionally, spiritually, just being in like relationships like that. And I can only imagine, like, I mean, I don't have any children, but I can only imagine as a mother. And then, you know, you have a child with this partner that you love and you continue to show up for, even though they've continued to embarrass you multiple times. Like, that's heartbreaking. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, I mean, the, 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 whole, the whole scenario in general is just, it's just crazy. But... <laughs> Uh, yeah, with women, but when it comes to like the people attacking, I just I don't understand why people do that. <laughs> when I go on pages, you know how when you go like on these big pages, you can see like like anyone that you follow, they follow each other, you see people mm -hmm. commenting on like blog pages and stuff. And I'm I'm not gonna lie, I be judging people, and I be like, why are you why are you commenting on this thing? Like why are you doing that? But you know, it's 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 the era we live in. You know, when you, especially when when we live such a public life, and even those who don't even live a public life, but they may have public profiles and stuff, like, you invite people to make right. assumptions about your situation. You invite people to, like, you know, who feel a sense of entitlement to tell you if you're doing something right, you're doing something wrong, or whatever. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I just feel like 
you kind of have to, you kind of have to just like deal with it in a sense, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. I mean, one thing I, and I say this all the time, but this is just like a a general life quote for me. Like, you know, you can't, you cannot control what people say. You cannot control what people do. But one thing you always have complete control of is how you react to every single situation. Mm -hmm. So it's just like, you know, not everyone will react the same way we would do. And like, but you can't give people power to throw you off that way. You can't give people power to just like try to bring you down. It's like, you already know people are going to come for you for whatever reason, shape, or form. It's not the first time this happened to you. But I just feel like, you know, you know, if you know there's going to be stuff going on, turn off the comments. Like, why are you still having comments on? Like, you know, why right. you want for the engagement, for the algorithm, for you to continue to show up, like, right. other people's pages? Like, turn the comments off. If you still want to be posting on social media, by all means, go ahead. But, you know, I just feel like there's, like, there's so much more that can be controlled in that narrative. But um you know but i just feel like you know with their family in general um you know i I understand for someone this is the first time this is happening to them and not knowing how to respond but Mm -hmm. if this is like literally for years like you guys have been embarrassed on multiple occasions by multiple people like you know i'm not saying that you should get a jut you should get accustomed to this by now but it's just in a sense, it's just like, what are you doing to operate for yourself to make sure that you don't let these people kind of get to you? So I just feel, you know, you have all the money in the world. Like, do you have spiritual advisors? Do you have, like, what are your therapists looking like? Like, what do you have, like, the people in your life that's just kind of, like, kind of helping you, like, mentally and emotionally, like, not even let these people get to you? I love that you brought that up because all that I saw was someone who needs that type of healing and that type of care. And the reason why I wanted to bring this up into the raw mess of the week is because I do want to, and I don't know if any of my listeners have been bullies to Khloe Kardashian, but, um, you know, let me not do that, please. Not just her, anyone. Come on. Please. Don't put that energy out into the world because you're going to get it right back. (laughs) Right. And you know what? I want to be very transparent on this because, you know, while I am a very healed woman, right, Mm -hmm. when, when this shit happened to me similarly, right? Right. Mm-hmm. You know, the truth is in that moment, it was kind of like a slight trigger. Like I knew exactly how she felt in that moment. Mm-hmm. And it, it's kind of like me making a calling and nobody needs to listen to me. Right. But it's kind of like think twice before you release that shit into the Internet or the universe. Mm-hmm. Think twice before you sit there and you do the judgments, yeah. because the truth is what I observed was a woman being very, very numb. And let, let's just take out the name Chloe for a second. A mm-hmm. woman. Very, mm-hmm. very numb. Very, very vulnerable. Very, very lost. Very yeah. just just cold in that moment, not knowing if she can feel or what to feel. Mm-hmm. And for that moment, I don't even know why I felt that, but I did. I felt woman. in that moment. You, yeah. Too. Yeah. It was just kind of like, fuck, like us. And I, I'm, I'm including myself in this. Us were real quick to give those judgments like i don't get me listen i've done judge neo and i'm gonna go see him oh, some support his that. child support I mean, get me wrong. My support. Some, some of my friends like you know we be kikiing whatever but you yeah, would yeah. see you know, instagram or dming someone or writing on these blogs trying to i can't do that oh no, you will never see me all. and if you do someone hack my page look <laughs> Someone hacked it. Someone hacked it. <laughs> you know, so I just, I wanted to open that up. Uh, we definitely need to reflect a little bit more on where our opinions come from. Is it really mm-hmm. truly from an opinion or is it from a source of judgment? Mm-hmm. And we really need to find it within ourselves to, to truly practice in this really, we still live, we're, we're living in the post pandemic times now. Mm-hmm. And that in itself has affected society so much on so many different levels. And I feel like this is like, 
the darkness of the post pandemic in certain aspects of life. Right. Mm -hmm. And if we can at least, you know, be able to have a little empathy, not just the sympathies that we've been having during the whole pandemic, but really put into place that little bit of empathy to not be so ignorant in that moment to attack Mm -hmm. someone for what their life choices have been, uh, especially woman to woman. And, and, and I wanted to make that a known raw mess of the week little lesson here mm-hmm. uh we're going to jump right into the as raw as it gets and this one i kind of subtitled it by any means necessary i want to dive right into this girl because mm-hmm. you i mean i see you on constant survival mode and it's because you are a hustler like mm-hmm you get shit done like you gonna make it happen you gonna survive and it's funny because I don't remember exactly what it was, but I remember one day I was just feeling so overwhelmed and I just wanted to fucking call it a night. And I saw your IG story and you had one of those, you know, Delilah Tears moment and you had it on your <laughs> IG story. And when you was having that moment, I just sat there and I just watched it and I just started crying. And then when I was done with you, you know, when I finished your IG story and when I was done, I was like, damn, I feel better. Okay. I could continue everything else for the rest of the day now. <laughs> Let it out. Let it out. You know, I am not someone embarrassed by my hashtag Delilah Tears. I am an emotional person. I love my emotions. It makes me human. It makes me who I am. I am not someone who just try to bottle everything up. Like, nope. I let it out. You know, it's a release. It's it's a it's a it's definitely a release. But the good thing is that a lot of my tears now has just been tears of joy. Yes, (laughs) yes, yes. And you know what? I think that's exactly what I want to highlight here on the survival mode. True hustler, right? The way you've been able to pray, because you said this, the way you've been able to pray and to manifest this life Mm -hmm. that you're living in right now, Mm -hmm. right? And embracing all of it, all of it to the point that now there's been a lot more joyful Delilah tears. Yeah. How has that journey been for you? Because there was a point, right? If, correct me if I'm wrong. There was a gig you had and then you didn't. Mm-hmm. And then everything evolved in a specific way. And it, it's that evolution in itself that mm-hmm. I want to highlight a little bit here. And what has that meant for you to where you are today? Yeah. You know what's so funny? I was actually just talking about this with uh, my friend yesterday. Um, you know, I was just having a, a moment of gratitude, like I normally do. I was just sitting down, just kind of reflecting on certain stuff. But you know, a lot has changed in my life, um, even within like the last year and a half. I just done a complete, excuse me, it's just, it's just, it's just completely turned around, um, and and in the best way possible. So, like you know, pre-pandemic, I was definitely at a at a, a good high point in my life. You know, mm-hmm. you know, the coins was flowing. You know, I, I I was just like on the top of my game. You know, endorsement deals, events, coordinating, and just you know, just loving everything that I that I was doing. But um, you know, the pandemic happened. Obviously, and when you someone that works like especially predominantly in the event space, like you know, that was definitely one of the hardest industry. I mean, uh, uh, all industries, but definitely one of the hardest industries to got hit. So. Um, once you know i was let go you know everything just kind of dropped off like everything was just kind of put at a stop and you know it's just it's just it, it hit me because what i realized too and i, I know i spoke about this before is that like because i was constantly busy always constantly busy like always on the go but i realized like you know when you're when you're stuck you know as everyone else is stuck in their house with nothing but their thoughts um yeah. i'm over here preaching about living a healed life and you know 
occupying my mindset, taking control of my mind, so on and so forth. But I didn't realize I was using being busy as a coping mechanism to not address certain things and my thoughts, certain mm-hmm. things that like I haven't fully like dealt with. So, you know, during the time, during the pandemic, like all of that, like hit me back to back. Then I was like, yo, I'm living a lie. I'm not as healed as I thought I was. What is this? I'm just saying, no, I'm a fraud. Because I'm like, yeah, I, I, it was like, yeah. But it was a point that I could barely get up from bed for like three days in a row because I was just uh-huh. sitting crying. I'm like, yo, like literally like. I finally got, I was finally got out of the struggle space. Like, you know, I was finally doing good. You know, I worked so hard, you know, I was constantly, because I was constantly surviving mode before, but I'm like, you know, and now it's just, I'm starting right back from the beginning, starting right back from the bottom. And, um, you know, the pandemic, the pandemic really, really changed my life around for the better, for sure. And it's just like, you know, I had the time to like properly heal. I had the time to properly unpack a lot of baggage. I had the time to properly just like, you know, just focus on me. And it's just like, you know, especially like just be cop like just get to a better space mentally and emotionally. Like my girlfriend, she did some Reiki sessions on me, you know, I started therapy. I started it was just like, you know, it's a lot of like investing into my mindset. So because I had the time. Um, but even since then, like, you know, again, this is I I, I don't take lightly the people I have within my circle, um, who show up for me in more ways than one. And you know, I, I got like one little gig, another gig, yeah. another little gig, a big gig, a bigger <laughs> gig. So it's just like I was getting all these opportunities that were thrown my way. And it was all through my through my personal contacts. Like I did not have to. And, it, and it's crazy because I was talking about yesterday. Still to this day, everything that I've done, everything I've accomplished has literally been because of word of mouth where someone put me on in some way, shape, or form. I have not had to pitch myself to anyone. I have not had to pitch myself to a brand. I have not had to I have not had to seek work with for two years. Like literally everything has been just like God has like literally just dropped blessing after blessing after blessing to me. And you know, again, it's something I don't take lightly at all. And what's crazy is that like even now, like I'm making like four times more than what I was doing pre-pandemic when I thought I was in a good place financially. So, um, you know, just like, you know, everything from just like my freelance work to go into like some, you know, some more consistent income. Because again, like when, during the pandemic, like I was working at a strip club. I was working at a strip club. Um, I was I was a house mom, you know, getting money under the table because I was on unemployment. Like this was yeah. the first time I was ever, I, this is my first time I was ever on unemployment in my life. I have literally had a job since I was 14 years old. Since I was 14, the moment I could start working, I have never had, not had a job. So like even with them, but I was just like, you know what, I'm, we're going to figure this out. Like, you know, this is, and I just keep reminding myself, like, you know, always like, this is just a chapter in my life. It's not where my story ends. Like, it's just a chapter, it's a chapter. And it's something I always tell myself too. It's just like, you know, any struggles or adversities or curveballs are thrown my way. Like, you know, I, I don't look at it at now. It's just like, I don't look at it as like a moment of embarrassment or a moment of like failure. Like this, I'm like, yo, like this is going to be part of my testimony. Like if any, any type of my, any downfall that I have, like I'm good. Because I know this is going to be part of my testimony. Like, I've been able to lift myself up so many times, time after time, and come up high, even higher than before. So it's just like, you know, 
personally, like, I'm not scared of, like, you know, a fall or failing. I'm not scared of, like, you know, fucking up or whatever because I know I'm always going to be able to turn it around. So, you know, but within that same note, like, I'm in a really, really great place mentally, emotionally, financially, especially everything, right? I'm in a really, really great place. However, because I know how life works, I may be really, really high right now, but tomorrow everything will be taken away again. But, and, and that's totally okay. This is why, like, again, like I say, I mean, you know how Starbright Morning is like, you know, it's a beautiful day to have a beautiful day. It's a beautiful day to make your dreams come true. It is a beautiful day to live a beautiful life. You know, just showing consistent gratitude on a daily basis. Like, you know, whatever I have right now, I do know that it can be taken away. So I will never, like, be cocky or, or, so, or anything of that sort. Because, again, God would be like, oh, you you gonna, you gonna be acting like that, and we gonna see how things gonna change real quick. Yeah. So like, and so I'm like, I'm always that's I'm like, I'm always enjoying the moment. I'm always just appreciative of like whatever's presently happening right now. So mm. yeah, I mean, yeah. So I mean, just you know, I know you just kind of started this off. Like I've, I'm always on survival mode. Like for the first time ever, I'm not in survival mode. Like I'm in thriving mode right now. So it's like, you know, and it's it's like, you know, to be able to transition from survivor to driver, like, you know, I'm not that that's like one of my biggest, like right now, it's just like my biggest blessing because, you know, that's all I saw growing up with my family. That's all like everyone was just on survival mode. Everyone was just like, you know, living check to check, you know, just trying to get by and stuff. And now I'm just like, like, I'm good. I'm like, I'm, I'm well, like, you know, I'm, I'm taken care of, like, you know, I'm able to take care of my mom. I'm able to take care of my family. I'm able to say, you know, help out as needed. I'm able to like, you know, my mom doesn't have to worry about paying bills in the house or anything like, you know, so it's just like, you know, just stuff like that. Like I'm able like, you know, just to know like there's that financial freedom that I have right now that I literally can like, I don't have to worry about money at all, (laughs) at least right now. So it's just like being, knowing that I can do kind of like, almost like whatever I want and just like really not have to worry about, you know, how am I, am I, I going to be, where am I going to get my nuts paid from or whatever? It's just, yeah. But again, I do recognize that this can be changed. <laughs> it can be changed. So right now I'm just enjoying the love in the moment. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny. And, and, and I love that you said it, it, we went from survivor to thriving, right? How dope is that? Um, One of the things I want to be able to highlight in this moment too is thank you for being transparent. Uh, you know, this was like my lowest point, right? Because you had never been there. You've been working since you're 14. Like there were so many factors on that in that moment, right? And here we are. We're in a space now where it's like, I'm good, right? So here's the thing. I'm with you, right? You know, we wake up, you know, my mom always says, you know, um, you know, you always have to give things to to God because he's the one that decides, right? He's the one that, that will tell you what today is this or today is that, right? And listen, recently, and my listeners know if you hear episode 110, you know, God was like, I'm throwing your whole plan away and this is your new plan. Okay. Boy, it, it was 10 days. Ooh, Delilah, if I tell you, but my listeners already heard it. Ugh, I can't, but in that moment, it was me learning and knowing how it's okay to trust in his plan and it's okay Mm -hmm. to relinquish control and it's okay to embrace and accept what is there and make the best out of that and find the best in it Mm -hmm. and and find the positive in it right for you and and shout out to you okay so Mm -hmm. first of all i have i want to be honest i've never met anyone who said i worked at a strip club but they were not a stripper so shout out to you But no, I, nothing against strippers, y'all. If, if I no, had no, my little no, people no. or whatever during that time, I would too. I would have been right on that phone like, 
I am so fast. Like, I love, love, love my girls. Like, I, like, during my time there, like, from everything, like, it was just, you know what the thing is, too? Like, even with me working there, I made it the best. Like, I'm not like, oh, my God, I'm a bad. Like, no, like, I'm going to shuffle. Even while I was there, I was telling the girls about, like, getting their LLCs. Like, you guys, you guys are contractors. You can't yeah. be, you know, you can't be, um, you know, you can't. This is gonna be an expense. You're getting your hair. You're getting your makeup. This is all part of what you do. Like works. You know, be smarter right now. You're spending all this money. Like I was literally like there. Well, they call it a house mom, the mom who takes care of all the girls before like they get on the floor and stuff in between dances. But it was like I was a house sis. Like I was a big sister basically. But yeah, I I love my girls, and I still like you know, I'm still in communication even with them till now. And I'm like. You know, I've always been like, that's that's an art, like just dancing, like that's Thank like you. you know, people will try to do great strippers or dancers, like most of like, yo, do you know the the balls it takes to walk on a stage like naked and like confident? Like you try walking on the stage in front of a, a room of strangers and being confident, whatever, like that that shit is sexy as fuck. Like to be able to like allude into your femininity and just kind of like, you know, be sexy and have that confidence. Like, you know, and it's like, yo, they get in their coins. Like I'm like, so many these girls, like I, I meant I wish I was 20 years old and making 4,000 in the night. Like, you know, but I and, yeah. and and that's what I appreciate so much about the story, right? Because there is so much stigma around that industry, yeah. right? For one, it takes a lot of talent. It takes a lot of, oh my God, it takes a lot of strength to do some of the moves those ladies okay. make. Um, I mean, like, I, I can't. I can barely do a pull-up. Let me just say that. No, I'm not giving okay, up. I'm still trying, but I could barely do it. Um, And my knees, my knees have totally given way lately. Not that I'd be on the pole or go, getting down like that that often, but yeah. if I had to, I'd be fucked. But the point yeah. is, I love that you did just share that because I love how we are able to, at least in this moment, to realize that these women are women too. And they are Absolutely. there making, this is their job. This is how they know how to have a business, how to make their money, how to provide for Absolutely. their families, right? These girls, and, some of these girls were college students and they were the ones that were paying, putting themselves through college. Like we had one that was like in nursing school and stuff. So like, and I'm like, you know, this is just incredible. You know, yeah. you're, you're going to find a way to make it happen. And again, like, again, it has like a negative stigma, but uh, I'm so inspired by freaking dancers, man. Like the way they show up and like, I'm telling you, these girls are hustlers. Like these guys, they're going to get their money. Yes. <laughs> they going to yes. get their money. So I'm here and, for it. And a lot of them, and I want to shout them out too. A lot of them, people underestimate them. They're so smart. Like, mm-hmm. and, and we're so, and I'm going to say we, because, you know, as a society in general, not mm-hmm. because I've done, I've said, I've said it all over and over again. If I had the fucking body, I would fucking do it. Only fans or something. I don't give a fuck. I would. But I, I just feel like they're underestimated a lot mm-hmm. of the time. And it's so disrespectful to, you know, this thing of, oh, they, they can't be that smart if they're doing that. Stop it. Shut mm-hmm. up. It's just the name on that building. Because if you go to a dance class that is a pole dancing, there's a certain art to that too, right? What is yeah. it? Is it the name on the building is is what? Because for pole dancing too, they're wearing certain attire. The point is it's an art all across the board. Mm-hmm. They're, they're having to like you said, go on a stage. That takes mm-hmm. a lot of fucking courage. Let me just say that, okay? Yeah. To go on any platform, I mean, I'm just going to speak on me having to speak in front of a whole auditorium of 200 and plus people yeah. um, where my expertise is in my career. I've grown into that. I've excelled mm-hmm. and I've built my confidence, but that shit is scary as fuck when you begin in that. Now imagine doing that naked. Okay. Okay. <laughs> no. Okay. I, no, no, absolutely not. <laughs> but... 
I want to also highlight one more thing. So we are now thriving and I want to congratulate you on that because that is something to definitely be proud of. Right. And I want to talk a little bit about what it is to be, to have that pride, right. Knowing that, yes, of course, for any one of us, me, you, you know, there could be a change of plans and we may not have that tomorrow. Thank you God for what we have today and make sure you bring that back to me tomorrow. Right. Mm -hmm. But does that mean for you, in your opinion, because I'm very strong on this lately, that we don't still get to be in our glory and we don't still get to celebrate all these wins, the baby wins, the bigger wins, like you said, the small client, mm-hmm. the big client. Are we still okay in that moment to celebrate? Do you still celebrate oh, those trust wins? Trust me, trust me. I'm a yes. huge, huge fan of micro celebrations. I don't think you need to wear into, wait into something big to celebrate. Any type of progression you make, even if it's a small step, it's still a small step. I yell at my friends all the time about this because <laughs> the thing is like, you know, it, it is hard. It's hard when you're when you're set in a new legacy, when you're the first of your family to do certain things, or you feel like you know everything you're doing is not enough. But like, dude, like you do, like you need to micro celebrate every single mile, like every single little step you take, every single like little type of milestone, because it's just like even though it may not be, you may not be yet where you want to be, like the overall end result. But like, yo, I'm telling you, it's just life gets so much better when you love and value and appreciate the journey. So mm-hmm. it's like every little thing that I get, like a micro celebrate, I get like one, you know, email. Like, oh my God, this is so cool. Like, I'll just be like, yes, Delilah, like, you that girl? Yeah. <laughs> like, you don't see me. But even if it's like, you know, you kind of go into routine. Like if I hit like a certain financial goal, I'm like, all right, I'm going to order myself some flowers. Like, you know, I'm going to, you know, take a bow. This is what I'm doing. Like, this is how I micro celebrate. Like, you know, I'm just making sure you're honoring yourself. And just because like when you learn to like honor yourself and, and value your life, like, you know, like not for anything. Why God want to bless somebody who don't even appreciate being alive? Oof. Like why God want to bless someone that just like does nothing but exude hate or exude like that doesn't trust in him mm. or her, what, depending on what you believe. So it's like, why is it like, if you don't trust, and I'm telling you, like, and you mentioned this earlier, and you know, I'm very big on that too. Like, you know, something I've learned is to surrender all my worries to God. The moment I started surrendering my worries, like, you know, everything has just been falling into place. Like, I do not care about tomorrow. I'm just like focusing on today. What can I get done today? You know, what, what, am, what did I accomplish today? Like, you know, and I always think at the end, every time I wrap up my day, I always go over like, what did I accomplish today? You know, just like, go ahead, Delilah, you did that. <laughs> and then tomorrow, you know, it's the same thing. So it's just like, you know, the fact that matters, especially in this, the society we live in today, like it's so easy to want to compare ourselves and our own success or track record compared to other people, especially if you see someone that started way after you and they're like way ahead of you or, right. and then, or someone is just like, you know, they started off the same as you and then they're way ahead of you. So it's so easy to compare. It's so easy to be like, why have I not received this like a level of attention or this amount of success or this whatever I'm putting in the work I'm putting in the effort but like yo that's what I'm saying because you're 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 constantly just like you're not appreciating where you are right now you're just always looking at the end goal but if you look at today you look at what you accomplished today like it's gonna seem like you're winning every fucking day like mm. literally you're winning every single day like you're not just winning when one big thing happens like you're winning every single day so again you know it, it's just it's scary I mean depending on what you whatever you believe in happens after you know after our human experience on this earth, you know, because we're just spiritual beings living a human experience, um, you know, whatever it's, it's just like, yo, like right now, like, we just have this one shot of life. So like, you think I'm going to spend like my time here on earth, just not being happy because certain things aren't happening my way. So, or, or, or not happening fast enough or soon enough, like, nah, I'm just going to be grateful for what I have right now. Cause I know again, 
Like you can have a plan or whatever, and then God gonna be like, <laughs> you gotta, you can have so that's why I'm just like, yo, like I'm just I'm just happy, I'm grateful, and I'm just here for whatever God wants. I'm ready to receive whatever God wants for me. And right now, like my main goal, like my only goal every single day, I'm like, I don't care about the financial gain, I don't care about awards, allocates, whatever. My only goal is to be wholeheartedly and genuinely happy. And even like when I, when it's like when you see like that eleven eleven wish or you see a wishbone like I that's I say the same thing over and over again. I wish to be genuinely wholeheartedly happy. I wish to be genuinely wholeheartedly happy every year. At the end of the year, I usually do like what are my goals for the following year. This past year was the first time I didn't do a goals list for like the upcoming year because I'm like I only have one goal. I just want to be genuinely and wholeheartedly happy. There's people who are successful as fuck. There's people who have like reached a certain amount of success, but they're just not happy. happy. They're just like not in a good space mentally and emotionally. Like you said, like, I don't want that. Like, I don't care about any of that. Like, I just want to experience peace and happiness. Like, you know, I, I would hate like so many people who are walking around with hurt and pain and just like, and they don't talk and they don't have anyone or they don't feel, they feel like they don't have anyone. They just like walk around with a guard up every single day, walk over a wall up every single day because they don't trust anyone because the world is evil. People mm. are evil. There's whatever. Like I would hate to walk around with a dark cloud over me every single day. That shit sucks. Cause yeah. I, I've lived that. I've experienced that. And I'm like, I don't want my days to be like that. Like, I just want to be at peace and just be happy. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know what, July? It sounds like Delilah heard episode 109 up in Double Dose of Raw Talk because we definitely highlighted that. And that's definitely <laughs> a life lesson that I didn't realize I needed to learn, you know, not in this new year, not the calendar year, but in the past year of the importance of of what it looks like to excel in something mm -hmm. but be completely miserable in it Absolutely. and that's definitely the life lesson I took from the previous uh career job that I was in mm. and where I am today where I am today it, it was God sent you know mm. it, I wasn't even looking for I I had a specific goal and he actually said no this is what you deserve Mm -hmm. You know, there's going to be work that comes with this, but I know you can do this. I, I know you're meant for this. And, and this is what's tied into this. And, and, and that in itself has been able to help me reevaluate and, and, and adjust those goals that I have and mm -hmm. say, no, it's okay to want this as a goal next. And it's okay to challenge myself a little bit more because mm -hmm. God just told me, no, I'm going to challenge you and I'm going to give you what you deserve because you are deserving of this. Mm -hmm. Don't downplay yourself just because of the type of year you've had so far. Mm -hmm. And that was a lesson in itself. So thank you for sharing that too. I want to go into the double or nothing. This one we're going to make it a little bit fun. It's going to be, you know, as, not so much like the quickness, but I, I want us to, you know, think on our toes, right? Thick or fact, right? They say surround yourself with like-minded individuals. Fiction or factual? Factual. Totally factual. Yeah. Okay. I love this. It's going to be easy with Delilah. I know. Because, you know, some people be like, well, I don't know. All right. Well, no, I mean, they're, they're, trust me, I can, I can go back and forth about this. Like, like my individual. However, there's always an opportunity to learn. So even if you're around people that who don't think like you, just take as an opportunity to learn, like, about a different point of view or perspective. But ideally, I would like to be, at least on an emotional level, be around like-minded individuals. <laughs> Oh, okay, I heard heard you. So I want to take this back and I want to challenge this a little bit. Delilah is, you know, culturally Latina, correct? You identify yes. uh, with, uh, correct me if I'm Peruvian, right? I'm Peruvian and Puerto Rican. 
Peruvian, Puerto Rican. Okay, mm-hmm. I'm Ecuadorian. My son is half Puerto Rican. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so far, so good with many of my friends with different b- backgrounds in the Latino culture. They've all told me this. And tell me if you grew up like this or if your mom ever told you this, right? You know, watch who you hang out with because that oh, just means yeah. you're... T- Yo, I get all the time. Nobody's your friend. Like, they're not your real friend. They're not whatever. And I'm just like, yo, that was even something I had to, like, rewire, too, because I was always walking around with a guard up. Because I I was always being told people are going to be jealous of you. People are going to be jealous of you're successful, whatever. It wasn't really so much for my mom. It was more for my dad. That's a whole other story for another day. But Mm -hmm. my mom was the one, like, certain people, which, I mean, she she was right on, spot on, certain people that she was just like... Yeah, I don't think they're a good person. But overall, like I did get messages from my dad and even just like certain family members that they're just like, You can't trust everyone, you can't whatever. And but no, I, I unpacked all of that. So in the unpacking, and I love that we're having I didn't even know this, first of all. Look at this. So I love mm-hmm. that I even have this there. In the unpacking, has that helped you to be able to embrace what the concept of surrounding ourselves with like minded people looks like? Has that helped you? No, okay. That- everyone like looks at the world universe differently but like you know the world really operates off of frequency and energy and again i'm very big on what you put out is what you receive and what but okay what you put out genuinely is what you receive because some people may be putting out fillers whatever but they have like ill intentions or they don't really like they don't really fully believe in how they're putting out like like there's a lot of mean girls that be hosting women empowerment brunches like there's a lot of mean <laughs> girls that be like i see that you remember there's a lot of mean girls that be like Behind the scenes are fucking assholes, like literally assholes. But in the front, like yes, girls come together. Like, but when you when you, like, so that's what I mean. Like, not but not just that. That was just like a, an example. But there's a lot of people who do stuff, but they're not. They don't really genuinely believe in what they're doing. Right. So like that's why like they're like you may so even whether it's you or a listener, they was like, oh, but I try to be a good friend all the time. Blah blah blah. Are you being a good friend because like it's incentivized because you want something out of it? Or you being a good person because you generally want to be a good person. So, mm. so that's why it's just like kind of has to look at it that way. And that's, I mean, I mean, that that's even a talk about religion and spiritual. Like, you know, I'm mm. I'm a spiritual, I'm not a religious person, I'm a fucking spiritual person. Like, you yeah. know, I'm not that's why I'm like, there's an overall God. Do I believe there is a God? Absolutely. But who am I to say that my God is right and your God is wrong type of thing? So like, but you have a lot of people who go off of whatever their spiritual book is, I mean their religious books are and stuff and they do things at a certain way, but they're just like, oh, I'm doing it because I want to get to heaven, whatever, blah, blah, blah. So, like, I'm like, so are you genuinely a good person? Or is it because there's an incentive behind it? The incentive is getting to heaven. So, it's just like, you know, like, but I I feel like an even whatever God you believe in, I'm like, I, I feel like I will be good because I know I always operate <laughs> a good heart, good space. So, God will see me if, if you believe in heaven, whatever. He'll be like, you know what, but you... You were doing it because you generally wanted to be a good person, not because it was in the sense of wanting to go into heaven afterwards and stuff. So, I mean, that's just, like, with everything, too. Like, so, yeah, whatever you put out, you're going to receive. Like, so if you are an asshole, you're going to get asshole people around you. Like, (laughs) (laughs) That's exactly what's going to happen to you. That's what you're going to get. All right, one more fact or fact. They say a support system is different from having a team fictional factual mm, that's a good one uh i would say i would say fictional okay because i mean certain team members can just be be there just to be there but doesn't mean they fully support you okay Oof. just because they're they're just there because they want to say they're a part of the team Mm-hmm. So 
and then you may have people those I didn't, there's not even a part of the team but that support you. So, yeah. <laughs> I, I like I like I like her sense in this. I do. <laughs> um, I was just told about this because I've been, you know, I always say, "Oh, you know, I have my support system and and I usually turn to my family to say they are my support system, right?" And then someone said, "Oh, but that's not your team." And I said, "No, it is my team. Like my I in my support system, I have my team and my team are my siblings. My team, like they, they are always cheering me on. They'll tell me, oh, you fucked up, but they're, yeah. they're there to cheer me on. They're there to, to be, they, they are supportive, but they are on my team always. Mm-hmm. And we were going back and forth on this and they had this whole theory too on why that's not true. It's, it should be two separate things, you know, for you to be able to have all that, you know, the 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 support on one end and not be so drained on the team side of things yeah. and I kind of was like mm, I don't know I got to bring this to the table and I got to bring this to the mic to yeah. see where we have this conversation and, and, later. And something that's important like to like really recognize especially when it comes to like concepts like this like everything is kind of opinion based so yeah. even with how I view that answer you may view it differently that's totally okay so it's just like I feel like you know people people need to understand their viewpoints is their viewpoint but doesn't mean it's right. And the only reason why they view certain things, because like, it's a system of like things you experience or they're like, you view the world in a certain lens, completely different than the person that's to view it. And the only reason why you view the world, why the reason why you view the world, it all plays into like how you grew up. It all plays into how people are around you. It all plays into like what your life experiences are. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, they they probably weren't technically wrong from their point of view. It doesn't, Mm -hmm. I mean, even if you didn't agree with it, like that's totally fine, but this is how I feel type of thing, but absolutely. Um, absolutely. And if you know me, you know, I want to hear everybody's takes on everything. <laughs> I absolutely do. Uh, for the record though, I, I do want to elaborate on that because I know my best friend's going to be like, bitch, I'm on your team. And it's not that I don't think certain people are not on my team. It's just, you kind of just know who to turn to, to your point, right? In those moments, right? In those experiences, who I know I could count on for support and who I know I could count on to be there Mm -hmm. with me by my side Mm -hmm. as a team member of this situation in this given moment, right? And so I think it was important to just highlight that, right? When we're constantly dealing with so many people Mm -hmm. and, you know, we're talking about what sisterhood looks like and what, what our circles look like, right? And surrounding ourselves with certain people as well. Okay. The last component, because listen, sometimes we are being, we as women are criticized for this, multifaceted and having multi hats. Do you think us women today and age, do you think we are breaking? Do you, and I'm going to say we, because let me tell you, Next. some of my old school homies, they're like, you have to relax. You can't be doing all of that. And I'm like, calm down. All right. I, I'm okay. Like the famous thing. And God bless my mother. I love her. I adore her. Te va a dar un stroke. Everything is going to give me a stroke in life. That's it. I'm, I'm the woman who is going to just have a stroke for everything. Yeah. Right. <laughs> like that's her, that's her advice on everything. Right. But do you think that we are in a moment now where we're really breaking that mm-hmm. stigma around women doing it all, right? Compared mm-hmm. to what the idea of a woman was many years ago. Mm-hmm. I mean, I will, I will go. This is, this is definitely a hard uh, one to answer. But <laughs> um, what I will say, I love this era of womanhood that I, I feel like there's been a shift that from a woman wanted to do it all to like the soft life. And I feel like that's starting to be, that's starting to be branded. I've noticed like consistently with the last six months, I've been seeing stuff about the soft life 
Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of women, you know, as a woman in general, like, you know, we're kind of, we're nurturers by nature. We want to take care of everyone and everything. We are the problem solvers. Like, you know, we are, you know, the mothers, the sisters, you know, head of, we're listening to speaking head of households. Like we, we keep everything in control and, you know, a lot of women, they overexert themselves, especially like as a mother, like, cause you know, you have to show up for your kids. You have to show up for your partner. You have to show up for your family, especially when you're a woman of color. Like, you know, when we come from, we don't come from a privileged background where, mm-hmm. you know, our parents can just take care of us until we're good. Like, no, we have to be good because we have to take care of our parents. You know, other people, they have the privilege that, like, their parents are well off and, they, you know, they take care of them. And then, like, when, you know, when they are well off, they just, they're good and they take care of their kids. Like, nah, we have to take care of our kids. We have to take care of our parents. We have to take care of our aunts or uncles. Mm-hmm. They need whatever help, whatever. So it's definitely harder on women. Um but I've been noticing, like, there's definitely been a shift lately that, like, women are just, and this is even, like, with me just associated with everything we do with Queen Warriors. Like, you know, not even to plug it again, but it's a genuine thing. Like, we're very big on just, like, having, like, women understand, like, the importance of choosing you. The importance of, of like, you know, showing up for you because how can you show up for others if you don't show up for you? And it's a shitty feeling to be feeling, like, depleted all the time and exhausted all the time. And, like, you know, and then you haven't done anything for you. So it's just like, you know, I feel like there's definitely been a shift and I just think it's so much more powerful that women are, are starting to be like, oh, like, I'm just trying to do less and enjoy more. You know, I want to enjoy me. I want to enjoy my kids. I want to enjoy my partner. I want to enjoy life. Um, I don't need to do it all. Um, and that's totally okay. So if anything, I'll probably just choose like kind of being multifaceted rather than wearing multi hats because at least like, you know, you have the knowledge, you have the experience, you have the expertise, but you don't have to wear all the hats. You can take mm. a couple of hats off. Mm. love it I had that I had that raw moment several months ago with my therapist Mm. because of my balancing act right Mm -hmm. and I through through coaching and through therapy and through conversations I was able to realize no I am multifaceted in Mm -hmm. in my own right the multi-hats is it's okay for me to sit back and like you just said take off the hat it's okay for me I'm not saying I quit being a mother y'all but there's just times where I just want to take off the hat just for a second and 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 it's okay to do that because I need to sometimes refuel for that Mm -hmm. so I love that we saw that all right those are my three Victor facts in this one I wanted to to get it a little a little bit more challenging with the conversation the Mm -hmm. spirit of womanhood we're gonna go into the last segment this is really really quick is our overdose and here we share something we are overjoyed with or something we are over it could be anything i'm overjoyed with life absolutely and i want to add to her joy y'all by the time you guys hear this it is going to be probably at the end of september or we're around the beginning of october y'all it is boot season in the spirit of oh, my yes Anyone who knows me knows I'm a thigh-high boot girl all the way. I'm so Listen. excited. I'm so excited. I just, I had to let that out. My joy. Thrive. <laughs> my ch- I already ordered some booties and now oh, I'm ordering my next set of like my, my, my boots boots. Because yeah. if anybody knows Misty, Daisy, y'all know I'll be coming out with those little skirts and my boots. Like I just, yeah, and I, I, I can definitely. give two shits. I, I be throwing an oversized <laughs> shirt with some knee-high boots and I'm good. We call it a day. Like I All just, the I way. <laughs> like I'm crying, like in, inside me, from within, in my chest. So I am overjoyed with that. It is the fall. Your girl's birthday is in November. So I already stopped preparing as of now. But most importantly, it is the season to bring these boots out. And it's the little things, y'all. It's the little things. 
All right. This conversation has been so rewarding. Delilah, thank you so much for coming here on this platform to share your gems and your truth and being so transparent with us and shining a little bit of light on your story too. Can you please tell my listeners where they can find you and follow you and be inspired by you on a daily basis? You can find me hiding under a hole. Under a hole, I meant under a rock. Under <laughs> a know? rock, in a I'm hole. Fired. It's been a long day. I, I knew what I knew what you, you meant. Can't I knew what you in meant. A hole. <laughs> Leave me alone. No, it's like, um, I'm kidding. You can find me on Instagram. On I am Delilah D. Delilah D E L I L H and D D E. Yeah. Yeah, you guys, you will not regret following her. And also, you know, I know she's plugged it several times, but I won't rest to, to say it and, and co-sign it. I died that whole week. Queens Warriors is definitely a platform. Mm-hmm. For those of you that could definitely rock with that from home. I mean, if you want, I can give home. you a seven-day free trial. Like, anyone, <laughs> anyone else, I'll hook you up with a seven-day free trial so you can try it out before you push it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I listen, I could put it on the show notes too. I, I, I include everything, your IG, everything. I should really yeah. stop making my guests say exactly how to spell their IGs because I link it anyway. So it's oh, a shame. I apologize. That was messed up. <laughs> In the spirit of the surround yourself with the community, with the right people, really working as sisterhood and the spirit of just thriving and being multifaceted. Yes, I have to say, I do admire Queens Warriors for what they've built. Mm. And it's a beauty to see that you form part of that. Congratulations to you on that. And all of your um, success thus far and blessings to you for more to come. And on that note, guys, this has been another week and another episode on Double Dose of Raw Talk podcast. I am your host, Misty, and you guys will tune in next week. Bye. Bye. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Twitter. And we are live on your favorite podcast streaming platform. Make sure to tell a friend to tell a friend to subscribe, rate, and review. Talk to you later. Bye.